All right, joining us right now is somebody that I heard on uh, where uh, what's what, so Ed Randall's show. Uh, uh, where are they now? No, no, uh, no. Ed Randall's show Ed Randall's in the morning. Show. What's it's, it called? Uh, it's called uh, David Kaplan. Help me real quick. I was on with Rico Petroselli and Ed Randall. Right. Yeah, but the show has a remember when. Remember when. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. That was a great, great introduction to David Kaplan. David, you're a uh, a, a radio and TV guy out in Chicago who now is an author. Is that correct? That is correct. I broadcast, I host the Cubs pre and post game on TV. I host a radio show on ESPN 1000. And then uh, I wrote a book called The Plan. And it was the blueprint that Theo Epstein followed. And Tom Ricketts, the owner, followed from the day he bought it and then hired Theo a few years later to the Cubs winning the World Series. And, uh, making three straight appearances in the NLCS. So the the book, I'm just curious. I heard you on the show with Ed and Rico, and I said, boy, that that guy would be a great guest to have on because the Cubs are in the playoffs. Tried to get you last week. So the Cubs have been eliminated this year. The title of the book is The Plan, Epstein, Madden, and the Audacious Blueprint for a Cubs Dynasty. Is a Cubs dynasty now out the window, or is it just going back to a plan that gets them to establish longer dominance? Well, I mean, you know, in the old days, I think it used to be a dynasty was you won three or more in a row. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again, Uh, but I think from where the Cubs were, the lovable losers, the worst team in the sport for so long, to three straight NLCS appearances, and a World Series for the first time in 108 years, and the window is open to win multiple titles again. They have some work to do this offseason. There's no question about that. But when you have a young core, and I'm talking exceptionally young with 25-year-old Chris Bryant, 28-year-old Anthony Rizzo, 23-year-old Javi Baez, 23-year-old Addison Russell, 25-year-old Wilson Contreras, uh, 28-year-old Kyle Hendricks, I mean, I can go on and on. There's a lot of good young players there. They have work, as I said, to do. Theo and Jed have to go out and improve the bullpen. They need another bat in their lineup because Schwarber has not, at this point, been the guy they thought he was going to be. And then they have to get another starter because they're probably going to lose Jake Arrieta at a free agency. We're talking with David Kaplan. His book, The Plan, Epstein, Madden, and the Audacious Blueprint for a Cubs Dynasty. It's available through Amazon. Is the easiest way for me to tell folks to get it. Craig Heist. Obviously, you know, when you put a team together like that, the one that won the World Series last year and, of course, made it uh, uh, to the NLCS this year, uh, it's a collective effort between the front office and, and the GM, the manager. But how much I'm interested, because I covered Joe Madden here in the American League when he's with the Rays, how much of a factor is he and has he has been you know, in, in, in the success of this team over the last couple of years? Massive. And I think and I was critical of him last Saturday because I didn't like the fact that with the game on the line, he let John Lackey face uh, Justin Turner. And Joe took a lot of heat from the fan base and the media, locally and nationally, for that decision. But that's one decision out of thousands that he's made since he arrived. Look, the day Joe Madden rolled in here, the fact is he took over a team that was 73-89. and The next year, they won 97 and went to the NLCS. 
The next year, they won 103 in the first World Series in 108 years. The next year, coming off the hangover where we haven't seen a team since the 09 Phillies win their division after winning a World Series, he was able to navigate a really tough season. Injuries and just that hangover of the World Series, which is real, and Theo admitted that again yesterday, uh, to be able to win the division, 92 games, knock out an exceptionally talented Washington team, and then they lost to a better team in the Dodgers. There's no question that the Dodgers are the best team in the National League, so they deserve every opportunity they have now to win the World Series. But Joe Madden is an exceptional manager. He's an exceptionally good guy to deal with. And that's just what the sport is, where we want to micromanage every decision. Why'd you bump there? Why'd you hit that guy in the second spot? Why'd you pitch to that guy? And why didn't you bring that reliever in? That's just the way the game is, and I think his shoulders are big enough and strong enough to deal with it. Two, two questions ab- about personnel decisions. One is a player they acquired and how it worked out. The other is one they let go and how that worked out. I know you, when you have a plan in mind like Theo and Jed do, that paying De- Dexter Fowler that amount of money just wasn't in the plan. Uh, but could you talk more about what – he meant to the team in 16 and that was absent in 17. Then I'll ask you a little bit about Koji Uihara. Sure. In, in the Dexter decision, you know, they were not going to bring him back for the 16 season. They just weren't. Uh, they loved Dexter as a guy. Mm-hmm. They loved him as a player. They didn't think he was the greatest defensive center fielder. And so they felt we can replace him. Well, as they started to look at their team, they went, we might undervalue this guy a little bit. And when Dexter said he was willing to take a one-year deal to establish a better market value and reject a multi-year deal from Baltimore, uh, the Cubs moved Chris Coughlin and got that salary off the books, which is, I think, roughly $5.5 million. And then Tom Ricketts said, go over the budget and sign this guy. So they signed him to a one-year deal with an option. Uh, so the opportunity was there that if it didn't, the market didn't materialize, that he would be able to come back and at least have not lost money on the deal. But he had a really good year. God bless him. He got $82.5 million from the St. Louis Cardinals. But I think if the Cubs could do it again, they would not give him that type of money. Look, you've got to remember, they've got to sign Chris Bryant, Wilson Contreras. If they keep Schwarber, do they want to go keep Arietta? It's going to cost a fortune. Addison Russell, Javi Baez, Albert Almora. They've got to get active in free agency to fix their beleaguered bullpen. They're going to lose John Lackey as well, so they're going to need another back end of the rotation starter. Look, they make a lot of money there. They do. And they're going to make more money and they get their TV deal done in the next year. But you still have, everyone has a budget. I don't care who you are. If you want to make big purchases, you can't buy everything. So that's why they did that decision and I don't think they would change it. Uh, Koji Uehara. Uh, I thought it was an absolutely brilliant move when they signed him. Is he done? Were there injuries? I know it just didn't work out the way it was supposed to in year one there. Yeah, for me, if I'm a team with championship aspirations, there is no chance of signing that guy. Uh, I didn't like the signing the day they made it simply because I don't think he has overwhelming stuff anymore. He did in his career. Mm -hmm. I don't think he has it anymore. He got injured a bunch this year, didn't. Uh, make our postseason roster, uh, dealt with those injuries. And he wants to keep playing from what I hear. And I think there's probably a role on some team for him. 
but there'll be no shot he's back here in Chicago. Was he in? The, was he there on a one-year deal? One-year deal for six million. All right. Got one big question for you. Thinking ahead to the plan as it's now going to change. Number one, is there a chance for the plan two, a, a, a sequel to the plan? Well, I'll tell you what, as active as I think they're going to be this winter, I think they're going to be one of the most active teams in, in uh, free agency slash trade market. Yes, if they go out and somehow win the World Series next year <laughs> after making a ton of moves, you can bet I'm going to add to this book. No question about it. All right. My big question, though, is about a guy that plays currently for the Miami Marlins uh, who makes an awful lot of money for an awful long time. He's got a full no-trade clause. There, the word is he's he's not up for a rebuild in Miami. Could you see John Carlos Stanton as a fit in Chicago? Uh, I guess I could because they're looking to lengthen their lineup and add another big bat, so I could see that. But what are you giving up? Because they gave up most of their least top-name prospects to get the likes of Quintana and the likes of uh, Justin Wilson and Alex Avila this year, and over the years they've traded prospects away. So you, know, you had a, a one time the number one farm system. Now a lot of those guys are playing in Chicago now, like Chris Bryant and Addison Russell and Javi Baez and Contreras. They still have good players in their system. They don't have the marquee names in their system. So to go out and get Giancarlo, a you're going to have to add a ton of money to your mm-hmm. payroll. That's number one. I mean, a ton. And this is a team that has money coming off the books. They got $81 million coming off the books. So could they fit them in? No question. It just depends. I keep hearing from some people I trust down in Miami that they are looking in Miami. They want prospects, not guys making any kind of money. So and, you know, the Cubs made one bad signing under Theo. Great guy, bad sign. That was Jason Hayward. Yeah. They've got him for, I think, Yep. Five more years at a lot of money. Lot of money. Well, and that's what my next question was going to be, is that in terms of the farm system, how well stocked is that to be able to make a deal like that? Yeah. Uh, to get a guy of that magnitude, I don't know if the Cubs have the bullets to do that. Now, if you put Javi Baez or Addison Russell or Schwarber, uh, we have a catcher who didn't make our postseason roster but played some for the Cubs this year, and I really like and Victor Caratini, he'll be an everyday catcher for somebody if he's not here. Uh, yes, you have some pieces to be able to make a deal, but you know, if you take every piece you've got and put them all into the Giancarlo Stanton deal, that thing better work because how are you adding two starters and probably three bullpen arms? Right. I can see Justin Bohr and Schwarber in the same line. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be something. Hey, hey I wanted to I, – I, Partly because of how awkward my introduction was, I didn't really go back to the beginning. Theo comes there in Chicago in 2011. When exactly did David Kaplan think of writing this book, and when did he seek out Theo's buy-in and participation in this? That's a great question. The the day they hired Theo, I knew it was going to work. Did I know we'd win the World Series in 16? I did not at that point. And then in February of 2016, as I watched this plan evolve, I get a phone call from my agent. Right. I have the same agent that Joe Girardi has, a guy named Steve Mandel, who's the best. And he said, hey, these people called from Triumph Publishing. They want 
to know if you'll write a book on the 2016 Cubs. And I said, I have no interest. He said, what do you mean you have no interest? Why not? I said, because if they win, and they're going to, right. there's going to be a billion books, movies, documentaries, videos, you name it, on that team. So maybe I have better access, but there's still going to be so much competition, it'll get lost in the shuffle. So he gets the, the owner of the publishing company on, and he goes, you don't want to do this? I said, now you want to write a book about how they got here and how they built the whole thing? I'm in. You just want it on the 2016 team. I have no interest. But so you won't sell enough books to make it worth your while because every right. player is going to write one. Right. So he said, yeah, but if you write a book you want to call the plan and they don't win, nobody buys it. And I, this guy's name is Mitch. I said, Mitch, this is February 2016. I promise you they're winning the World Series. And he said, really? After 108 years, you can <laughs> promise me this year they're going to win it. I said, I'm around this team every day. I'm just telling you. That left a bad taste in their mouth getting swept by the Mets in the 15 NLCS. I'm telling you, this is different. They are winning the World Series. When they were down right, you know, yeah. <laughs> when they were down 3-1, were you still thinking the same thing? Well, it's funny because so I, I, I end up that day we make a deal. And I start writing that day at spring training. I interview a whole bunch of people, and everyone was amazing. Theo and Jed and Joe and Tom Ricketts and the players, they were great. And so now it's three games to one, and I run into somebody from the publishing company. They're like, hey, Sparky, I don't think your book's going to sell for itself. <laughs> and I cut a video that night that I put out on Twitter that got retweeted a thousand times. And I said, I was, I was in the shower at the gym, and I had soap all over my bald head. And I washed off the soap, and I looked at the camera, and I said, we're washing off the last four games. This thing's done. We're winning tonight. We're getting it done in Cleveland, and I promise you we're going to get it done and win. And guy from the publishing company called me because you're insane. You are absolutely insane. Well, when they won game five with Lester, yep. I got in the car to drive to Cleveland, and I went, there's no way they're beating Arietta in game six. Game seven's a crapshoot. Let's go. And when Rajay Davis hit that home run, I literally almost threw up. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an amazing, uh, audacious, on your part as well, the plan, Epstein, Madden, and the audacious blueprint for Cubs dynasty. Um, being in Baltimore, I've, uh, something like this, the plan, takes a little bit of luck. Could you talk about how lucky the Cubs were? Because I guarantee you, while they may have thought they got the better part of that deal with Scott Feldman for Pedro Strope and a guy named Jake Arrieta, they couldn't have imagined what they were getting there. And can you figure out a way to get a blueprint for us back here? <laughs> well, so now who's your guys' team, favorite team? Baltimore? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're in Baltimore. Okay, so the Cubs make that deal. Theo said that the first meeting he had with Jed and Jason McLeod, they all went to dinner, and he said, okay, every single trade we make from that point, at that point has to include young talent. Some's going to work out. Some is not. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, they made a trade to get Ian Stewart, the third baseman of the Rockies, because he was at one point the 17th or 16th in the first round, was struggling, and they said, you know, let's take a shot. Yep. So they gave up a first-round pick the Cubs had by the name of Tyler Colvin. It didn't work out. Well, the Rockies said, if you're getting that guy, we, uh, we want a throw-in player. Cubs had this kid in the minor leagues and the infielder. They throw him in the deal. Well, that kid is D.J. LeMahieu, who won the padding title. 
So wow. not every trade that Theo makes is perfect. Mm-hmm. But to get lucky, you make the deal with the Orioles to get Arietta. And Arietta told me, he said, look, I just clashed with the pitching coach out there. I'm a crossfire guy. They wouldn't let me throw crossfire. And Chris Bonzio, our pitching coach, was a crossfire pitcher. Yep. And he said, we're going to allow you to do that. Well, we saw the result of what happened. Doesn't mean the Orioles were wrong in their way they looked at things. It just, the Cubs gave him more freedom and it worked out. That's one. Two, you go to the draft and you're looking at three guys, Jonathan Gray, Chris Bryant, Mark Appel. Well, the Cubs didn't think that Chris Bryant was going to be there. And now they're sitting there at number two and the Astros take Mark Appel because he's a hometown kid. Well, can you imagine had the Houston Astros taken Chris Bryant? Everything looks different. Everything. It was the MVP last year in the National League for the Cubs, so they got lucky there. You know, they've made some other astute deals. Ryan Dempster, they yep. trade him to the Atlanta Braves for Randall Delgado. And at the last second, Dempster goes, I'm not going to Atlanta. Five and ten, man, he voids the trade. Well, with 15, 20 minutes left in the trade deadline, Dempster is literally sitting in the Cubs' offices going, I'm not going to Atlanta for you. I want to go to the Dodgers. And Ned Coletti, the GM at the time, says, I'm not interested. Thanks. Don't want him. And so at the last second, they trade him to Texas, and they go, ah, our reports are good on this kid. We'll take that Class A pitcher who throws 87 miles an hour. Well, Kyle Hendricks was a finalist for the Cy Young last year. You know, Dempster takes the trade to Atlanta. That's amazing. Yeah. Hendricks is never here. So you have to get lucky, and you have to be good. Theo's the best, along with Jed Hoyer, and they got lucky, too. Uh, where's Jake Arietta go, and what kind of money does he get? I think he gets, you know, he's been always saying, I want seven years, that's what aces get, right? and he's looking for 25 or $30 million a year. I don't think anyone gives him seven for 210. I don't. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Scott Forrest does it time and time again to get these guys that money. But I do think he gets five years, Hundred one twenty five to one forty somewhere wow. like that, and I don't think the Cubs pay that. I think the Cubs would go four for a hundred. Yeah, I think they'd do that, but I don't think he would take it. Uh, last question I've got for you, David, and we really appreciate your coming on. And maybe we can get you back on when spring training two thousand eighteen begins. Um, you're a, you're a radio TV guy. You do the pre and post game shows there in Chicago. Had you ever? written a book before? Had you ever entertained the idea of writing a book? And how hard was this to accomplish? I had never written a book. I was an English major in college and always felt I could write. But writing a book and thinking you can and feeling like you're a pretty decent writer, two totally different things. I'd written a column in a newspaper, but it was more a a notes and tidbits column. Mm -hmm. So, uh, no, it's a very, very difficult process. I remember there was no blueprint. No one said, hey, here's this manual, just fill it out. No, it was, okay, you're writing a book, good, sign this contract, we'll email it to you, and good luck, we'll see you in November. And there was that was it. No one checked in with me. No one from time to time said, hey, let's see how it's going. Nothing. It was right. me, myself, and I. And so I sat down in the couch that I'm sitting on right now. I had my laptop out. I had my recorder I kept with me every day. And in my car, I have Bluetooth, like most people. And so I'd leave a message for Billy Bean, mm-hmm. for example. Phone rings, I'm driving to work. Hey, this is Billy Bean returning your call. I don't know Billy Bean at all. Right. I tell him what I'm doing. 
He says, yeah, uh, can you do it right now? Sure. Turn the recorder on. Billy's on Bluetooth. And for the 35 minutes it takes me to get to work, I'm interviewing Billy Beano. Why did you trade Addison Russell? What do you think of Theo and Jed's plan? You met with Tom Ricketts when Theo got the job. Not to take the job, mm-hmm. but to give Tom some counsel. He gave me amazing stuff. Brian Cashman, amazing stuff. And then I sit down with Theo gave me at least five hours of time. Jed Hoyer, same deal. Tom Ricketts, Arietta, Lester, Joe Madden, you name it, I got it from these guys. And so that's how the book has so much cooperation from the Cubs. I, I can look at one thing, and Craig, neither Craig or I have the book. We haven't read the book, but I'm looking at the um, the um, the little publicity thing for it. It says the, uh, Anthony Rizzo wrote the foreword, but, and I can imagine how you got him. When you reached out to Commissioner Bud Selig to write the introduction to this book, what was your sales pitch to him? So I've gotten to know the commissioner fairly well. He's been you know, really good to me over the years. Mm-hmm. And so I called him. I remember I was on the air and I was talking about uh, something to do with, you know, I didn't like home field advantage going to the winner of the All-Star game. And I came in the next day to work. And my phone rang, and it was commissioner's assistant. And she said, hi, David, this is Mary from the commissioner's office. Do you have a second to talk to Bud? I'm like, absolutely. And the commissioner calls you, listen. Mm -hmm. And the commissioner said, I want to tell you how we came to that decision. So the next time you're on the air, you're informed about why we did it. It wasn't just some willy-nilly, hey, let's try that. Right. And we had this long talk, and then, he said, you know, I listen to your show all the time. And at that point, I was on at noon. Now I'm on at 9 a.m. I said, you do? In Milwaukee? He said, yes. I eat my lunch at my desk, and every day I listen to Cap and Company on ESPN 1000. And so we start talking sports, not just baseball. Right. He's the greatest guy in the world. Yep. And I said, but i got to ask you a favor. I'm writing this book. You were intimately involved in how the Ricketts got the mm-hmm. team, buying them, improving them. Would you write the introduction? He said, this is how quick he went. Yeah, when do you need a fight? <laughs> that was That's it. great. That's a great story. I'll never, ever be able to thank that guy enough. Hey, we really appreciate your coming on. The book is called The Plan, Epstein Madden and the Audacious Blueprint for Cubs Dynasty. They win the World Series in 16. They get to the NLCS in 17. Somehow, I don't think the end of the story has been written yet. We really appreciate your being on with us. The book is available on Amazon, Kindle, hardcover, there, new and used at Amazon.com. David yeah, Kaplan. Yeah, also, yep. any of your listeners want a signed copy, just shoot me an email because I can send them one out. What's, the your, plan, e- what's your email the again? Book at gmail.com. I'm sorry? Book at gmail.com and then get a signed copy. Pl- the plancubsbook book at gmail.com. At gmail.com. All right. David Kaplan, many thanks. Appreciate Thank it. you. All right. Bye-bye.